introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. Got Drake Simpson on this week. Uh, Drake is a Houston uh, educator, theater educator, and has been in Houston for a while. Also one of the founding members of Horsehead Theater, along with Kevin Holden, and I believe there's some other people on that list that I'm clearly leaving out. But Drake is also married to uh, Ivy, uh, and uh, Ivy Simpson now. And Ivy and I have a history from working together at Main Street Youth Theater. And Ivy was one of my favorite people back in those days. She probably doesn't know that, but I just adored uh, doing shows that Ivy was in because she just had such a great energy and uh, uh, really enjoyed that. But this episode, again, is about Drake, her husband. And Drake is still an active performer and a theater person as well as an educator so uh he's able to figure out the balance you know of being a father being a husband being an educator being a theater person as well hope everybody's doing well i know there are some people that uh have contracted the coronavirus and to those people i am thinking about you and i hope everybody is well in your family and that it's a speedy and simple recovery from that virus. You know who I'm talking about, if you know, uh, and if you are those people, you clearly know who I'm talking about as well. I also want to bring attention to, and I, I believe I talked about this last week, I could be lying, but uh, I don't listen back to my podcast, but uh, for Annie Dragoo and I uh, and Billy, you know, I know they're having some struggles, uh, and it's very public out there on social media. There have been some news stories and there's still a struggle happening as far as I know. Uh, and I want to make sure that uh, we are keeping them in our thoughts as well. And surprisingly, they're, they're still kicking at the podcast game. So uh, good for them, good for the Dragoos. And uh, again, I hope all that stuff gets ironed out because this thing's not going away this school year. So I know that the, the, uh, the virus it has finally a vaccine, but no telling how long that will be implemented or how long it will take to get implemented for everybody to get affected by that and for it to go away so the the whole herd immunity element also uh want to remind you guys about eric campbell eric campbell's at techland and uh if you have not reached out to him or if you have not supported him uh, i don't know if he still needs support i definitely know his house is not rebuilt uh, there's no way the guy the guy does work some wonders but there's no way that um He's rebuilt it and recovered yet, but if you have a way to help him out as well, uh, please do. Uh, it's unfortunate that I have to spend that much time on talking about how to help people and uh, sick people. I wish we weren't in that time right now, but here we are. Uh, it is that time. It is the end of 2020. Thank goodness it's the end of 2020. I also want to give a shout out to Justin Simeon. Justin Simeon is a graduate of HSPVA, class of 2001, so a year younger than me. And Justin Simeon, and I'm not a Star Wars guy, but he just landed the d director position for a Star Wars spinoff. Lando, Landau, Landy, Land Lin Lindo, whatever the, the childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover, character is uh i don't know i'm not a star wars person but 
that is huge. And it's not just a huge thing for the HSPVA community. It is not just a huge thing for the Houston community. It's just huge because he is uh, a gay black man that has been now immortalized in the world of Star Wars. And it's so cool that he is succeeding with this and I couldn't be more proud. And yes, I am taking the time on my podcast to talk about Justin and just how proud the community is of him and how proud HSPVA is of him. And I know he's going to kill it. Again, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I will be for at least one movie. I won't know what the hell is happening in the movie, most likely, as far as backstory is concerned. But I will be seeing that movie when it comes out. It's probably going to be three years. I mean, these Star Wars movies take a while. But still, I will be seeing that movie, and I guess I should catch up. Uh, I've seen Star Wars films. I just, It's just not my thing. It's just not. I'm sorry. Neither was Magic the Gathering, D&D, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, uh, again, uh, I've got Drake Simpson on this week. I was uh, super excited to be able to talk to him. Um, And as I'm recording this, I talked to him earlier today. And then after my recording, I went off to my school and we recorded a monologue showcase. And we do what we do when we got what we got. And so uh, would we normally do a monologue showcase at my school? Heck no. But we're doing the best we can with what we got and trying to stay safe, not doing anything dumb like a massive musical or anything like that uh, right now. No offense to those people that are doing that, but sorry, it's just not very smart. Uh, I just don't think. So we we had a beautiful monologue showcase. It was relatively quick, and it was holiday-themed, and the kids wrote their own monologues. And were they perfect? No. Was it was it? like awesome to watch these kids finally do theater and was it fun to do lighting and have sound and tech absolutely and we all stayed safe and we were all smart and i hope that people are doing those types of things Uh, but again if you're doing one of these big massive musicals tell me why why tell me what the reason is uh there are other ways that we can be doing theater uh and i'm just i'm not a big supporter of that but you know i don't want to be too negative on here it is my podcast but i don't want to be negative sorry drake i know you're listening because it's your podcast uh sorry for being so negative enough 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 about me ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoy this casual conversation with mr drake simpson enjoy okay uh well um when i was a kid i grew up overseas in dubai uh, my dad worked for an oil company, uh, Conoco, okay. and we were over there uh, until right be, until I right before I went to high school. But so when I moved back for high school, at the time I lived overseas m- all of my elementary time, and so uh, moving back to small town East Texas uh, was a bit of a culture shock. Uh, and then so I went to high school in in Marshall, Texas. Um, and then I went to a junior college for a couple of years. I think Perry Crafton went to TJC. I think I heard him talking about yeah. that. Uh, and then after that, I went to OU and studied theater. Up, I'm a Sooner. Okay. And then since then, I've just been working both uh, teaching and professionally um, acting. Uh, okay. I found myself in, in the latest job when I got hired. I, I teach at Alvin now. Um, I was hired to sort of serve as a director as well as a technical director. So, man, I had a lot to learn. Right. Do you fancy yourself at all as a as a technical director more now than you did 
when you got hired? <laughs> uh, more now, yeah, yeah, for sure. There are still areas I like. Like I don't sound as the bane of my existence. Right. I'm not a I'm not a big sound guy. Um, I hate microphones. I hate microphones. I hate microphones because I think there are time? two kinds of microphones: <laughs> the ones that are broken and the ones that are about to break. Uh, and so, whenever we do musicals, uh, I farm that off to a kid. Yeah. There you go. It's your job. Right. Uh, but. But with lighting and projections, uh, I like multimedia stuff a whole right. lot. So that's sort of, you know, you lean into what interests you. Right. And so, and, and, and I have a, a teacher who, who sort of handles, the, a, a co-teacher, Lori Wilson, who sort of handles all the, the, the costume makeup side of it. Uh, sure. So, so she, you know, it's allowed me to lean into to, to what interests me. So I've done that. Have you, uh, I, I, you mentioned, you might've mentioned, I don't remember now, it's only been 30 seconds. Do you don't like microphones? Um, have you found anything endearing about sound at all? <laughs> I like, I have to, in my, in my tech classes, we create soundscapes as an exercise, okay, okay. you know, we'll, we'll first start off by doing a looping exercise so they can sort of get some skills down. And then we do a, a soundscape and, you know, it has, you have to tell an entire story without dialogue, you know? Right. And so that's fun. I like that project with my okay. kids. I don't mind designing sound, the, it's creating, the operation yeah. of sound. Like we have a brand new performing arts space and the board looks like a, something from the, um, you know, the Starship Enterprise. Right. And so the, the, when the choir guy comes and asks me stuff, I say, no, 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 no. You're the, you're the sound guy. I come and ask you sound things. Don't come ask me. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. As a lighting person, uh, you know, we, we are trained to not enjoy sound as well. Um, so I, I, I totally get it, but at the same time, you, you know, sound, if it sounds one of those things, if it works really well, it, you're like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was me. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. That was, me. yeah. <laughs> that, was that was all me. Uh, that's funny. So what is, um, what is it ab about ed the educational world? That's kind of intriguing you. Like, uh, you know, you, you mentioned because you, you kind of have a professional background as well. Uh, why stick around in education? Uh, well, there's a couple of reasons, you know, I like the, the, the steadier paycheck, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it allows me the time to go and, and still work professionally. Yeah. Um, I've had to, you know, turn a couple things down because I couldn't rehearse in the day. Sure. Uh, but, but for the most part, it, it, it's a steady paycheck. You know, I have two kids now yeah. and it still allows me the time to, and I'm actually encouraged by the people that I work for to continue to work professionally. Right. So um, they see that they see the value in that. Do, so, um, and, and your wife is a educator as well. Yeah. I, uh, Ivy, Ivy, uh, teaches one class a day. <laughs> I, was, so I didn't realize she was a band director. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she teaches one class a day at gray school, which is yeah. a middle school. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's funny sometimes when she complains a little bit about, ah, I, gotta, I gotta go teach class today. I said, don't talk to me. Yeah. Teach one class yeah. a day. But how does and that, then she, go ahead. Then she directs a musical every right. year as well for them. Yeah. How does that help you? Cause you know, I can speak uh, about my experience with having a wife that also teaches theater and having two kids. How does like, what is your household like with two theater people? And I know Ivy well, I mean, I, I knew her a lot better back in like 2005 ish. Uh, sure. but I know how much energy she has and how, how, how she's on quite, a, quite often. That's not a negative thing. She's just, she's just always alert. Uh, right. but, uh, how is that for your kids? Are they being, are they like 
golly, there's just so much theater happening in this in this house right now. Or they do they embrace it? I, I think you know my daughter has grown up uh, come, going to shows with me. Yeah. Um, going to the theater with me. Sometimes they, uh, last year or the year before we did Peter and the Starcatcher, and both of them came. Uh, on a Sunday to, to not actually to see the show, but I had to show up and get it going sure. because the lady that I teach with will trade off who, because I don't go to every show right. at, at my school. It was her turn. So I had to go get it starting. And my boy was in the, uh, in the balcony. And as soon as I started to give the curtain speech, he said, dad, and I stopped <laughs> and I said, yes, son, nothing crickets. <laughs> so then I started talking again, dad, yeah. nothing, dad. Yeah. What's, what is it, bud? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, so they've grown up in it. Um, we're pretty mellow at home, as you can probably yeah. imagine. You know, we're both performers and we're both kind of crazy outside of the home. But it's a pretty it's a pretty mellow home. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, I can't say the same. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We we have, you know, the the theater is alive and well in this house. So. Uh, but that's good. That's good that, that you keep it mellow. Do you think that your kids are, are headed down the same path? Uh, I don't think my daughter is. My daughter's okay. an eighth grader. I think she's more interested in computer sciences, she says. So, um, right. um, she's never expressed any interest. I mean, and she's getting to be that age. She took a theater class last year and she has no interest, interest at all in performing. Uh, she was wanted to be on a crew. Uh, but then for some reason she didn't, but no, she's not really interested in, right. in, in theater at all. Uh, you said you went to OU. I did. Uh, first of all, I do have to ask, and I, I don't remember who I asked this of somebody else that went to OU, but why, why is it OU? Is it because OU doesn't sound as good as you owe? Because it's the university of Oklahoma, right? It is. I just recently learned this, that, that it was the universe or it is the university of Oklahoma, but they call it OU. And somebody, right. somebody said, well, UO just sounds dumb. I mean, <laughs> not any dumber than OU. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what? I don't. How do you make that distinction? What sounds dumber? <laughs> right. Well, that was their opinion. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, did you? What made you choose Oklahoma University or University of Oklahoma or whatever you want to call it? But what made you go uh, well, up north? When I at the end of my, or maybe in the January of my my years at. Um, Junior college. We yep. went to TTA and we auditioned. And uh, of the offers that we got, we got some money to go there. You right. know, a couple of us from my school went there. We got some money, and uh, it seemed. And I think they produce like eight shows a year, eight right. mainstay shows a year, which is a lot. You know, because right. uh, for a little while I did a little bit of grad school at U of H, and I was like, this is a huge program in a in a big city, and they only did four shows. Right. And so I think it was just the fact that it was as close to a conservatory as you could get without actually being a conservatory. Right. And so it was just a lot of opportunity to perform. Do you ever go back up and see how much the program's going? I never going? have. Okay. I never have. Uh, I went one time, uh, but it was only about three years after I graduated. Okay. To I had wanted to go to Erda, to the Erda okay. auditions, yeah. and you had to have a university sponsor you. Okay. So I had to go up there and and. Uh, audition for them so that they would then sponsor me and i did the, the right thing i went up and i asked for coaching first right <laughs> and the person who coached me was the person who decided whether or not i went on so right. oh he was really good and i coached him so he could... <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's funny so, uh yeah. and, and you said you did go to grad school at uh or i did i went a okay. semester okay um 
And I was in the program, but it was before they had a, a MFA acting program. Okay. So I was just was going to grad school there. And I was in a class with Dr. Berger, and he said, Drake, if you want to be an actor, you need to quit school and go do it. He told yeah. me that. Yeah. And I said, okay. And then that summer, he hired me. Right. So, uh, so I said, okay, see you later. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. How, how, did, uh, how was your relationship with Dr. Berger? I, I mean, again, um, speaking personally, I can, I can tell you how I feel about him. I love the man, but, uh, but how, how about you? He was great. He was yeah. great. I worked for him a couple times. Um, I actually was in his. I actually was in his last show. Okay. Uh, which was uh, Much Ado at the in the park. Yeah. And um, it was it was clear that he was a little that he was a little maybe a little heading down the yeah. you know downhill. He would tell some stories three or four times that he told us. Right. <laughs> you right. know, but uh, I thought he was great. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah, he was especially with Shakespeare. You know, he was. He was the king for for a long, long time. So uh, that's really cool. I guess I didn't realize you you had kind of spent some time at UH. Um, you know, I knew you were in some shows at uh, at Miller, the summer stuff. Um, uh -huh. But uh, I guess I didn't realize there was the connection of you were also uh, for a period of time a student there. So yeah, just uh, just a semester. I, yeah. Like I think Tom Pryor was in my class okay. and uh, Kara Greenberg right. and uh, some other people like that and uh, they were they were care was actually like he said that to you you want to be an actor quit i said yeah doesn't bother me see you yeah. later <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah i mean he you're not you're not necessarily paying his paycheck mm -hmm. uh <laughs> so what is uh when when did you get the bug when did you know the theater was your thing do you remember that moment or mm -hmm. moments mm -hmm. when i was in dubai i took a theater class yeah all we did was like stupid stuff like lip syncs and i hate lip syncs yeah. to this speech and tournament then, stuff yeah 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 and then when i when i when we first moved back for some reason my dad signed me up for a woodshop class and i was really confused by that i was why what <laughs> what so so then i switched over to a, a drama class and in ninth grade our ninth grade campus was separate from the 10th through 12th class sure. so there was just wasn't a lot of opportunity but then my sophomore year i was cast I could only do the one act because I played football as well. Uh, and we only did two shows a year back right. then. And so uh, my sophomore year, I was cast in the one act. And then and then I enjoyed it. And so I auditioned again. And my junior year is really when I got bitten because I saw uh, one of the competing schools, Robert E. Lee High School from Tyler, did a Cyrano de Bergerac. And I thought this kid was really good in it. And it was, I think it was that production that I thought, you know, this is not just a class where lots of girls are in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, I want to do that. Yeah. And so I think, I think I was a junior in high school when I really, you know. That's cool. And you said you played football? I did play football. What, what, what were you? I was the get back and uh, <laughs> the deep snapper and I played defensive end. And my team was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so when we played other people, it was a relief cause it was not practice. My senior year, we won the state championship and all I ever did in practice was get, you know, just get beat up by these right. guys. Yeah. Well, they had to yeah. get, they had to get it out on somebody. I mean, like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Right. So you were, you were helping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. How, how did football kind of help you, uh, get into theater? Did you, did you take anything from that kind of disciplinary teamwork type of world? Did you adopt any of that into how you teach or some would say, you know, I get students all the time and I'm sure you get it too, because you are a male, uh, that they call you coach. 
you know, and so they just, yeah. they see a male teacher on campus and they immediately assume coach. But for you, I'm sure there's a little bit of an element of this kind of discipline that you received from, from sports, uh, from team sports and, and stuff like that. I think, do you, do you take I think that? yeah, the, the, the one real thing that, that I know that I carry with me from that is before we, you know, do each show, we, when we have circle or whatever, I, t- I look, tell my kids, I say, at the end of today, you need to be able to look in every one of these people's eyes and yeah. know that you did everything you could to make the show the best it, it could be. And I sort of draw that from, from, from football. Right. Do they, do, do they know that? <laughs> do they? They do. Okay. They do. They're always shocked too. When I tell them I play football, yeah. Yeah. what? <laughs> or that I, you know, I'm the theater teacher that I like sports at all. Yeah. Right. What? What? Right. What? Yeah. Well, you're a tall guy though. So, I mean, I guess maybe they would have thought you'd play basketball or something. I mean, Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just don't think that they think that sports exists at all in my world. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, theater and sports. Oh, that doesn't, yeah. 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 That's funny. What are you doing Saturday, Simpson? I'm watching OU Texas. Yeah. You watch football? <laughs> I do. You're like, no, the there's the there's the synchronized swimming competition <laughs> happening. You guys didn't know? <laughs> that's all that's all we do. We sit around and watch people hang lights. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of that, so you uh you had Holden come in, uh and and I saw this this picture that was it you that posted or Holden? Po- one of you posted on social media, I guess, of of the lights down and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you are you are in cahoots with Kevin Holden, who I, I need to have on here at some point as well, because uh, I think the world of him. But that guy, that guy's mind is unlike anybody else's, but uh, uh, in a good way. Um, yeah. w- have you, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier today that theater teachers right now have have it better than any other sort of uh performer or fine arts anything in the world like professionals right now they're they're struggling you know they're uh having a hard time because they can't do shows but theater teachers or even choir dance whatever um we have it really really good right now in the world of our performance and our art because we're our job is still existing and we can be in our space and we can be doing things even if it's not a normal show or whatever but was that to have to have Kevin come in, and I mean, it could have been any schmo, but to have like somebody come in, and now you can banter, and you're like talking shop pretty much in a way. Was that kind of a, a refreshing thing, or had you have you slowed down, or did you not slow down at all when it came to this pandemic, or did you go straight into the school year? I'm asking a lot of questions all in kind of one, but you know, right. did, was there ever a, a slowdown moment? Was that was that time you had Kevin come in to kind of help get lights? Uh, figured out was that kind of the beginning of all right here we go let's do this again let's do theater and uh, well it's you know as you know as a teacher uh, well my favorite part is working on the shows right and we're just you know we've been sort of been robbed of our favorite part of our job right um i mean sure i like teaching kids how to do ground plans but that's not (laughs) as fun as working on a show right you know uh and so it was fun to be working on the work for lack right. of a better, you, you, you know, we tried to actually, actually, I tried to do a show. We were going to do it outside. We were going to do midsummer yeah. outside and, um, I got approval, cast it, um, started, I, we'd already designed the set and, um, we keep getting kids quarantined, right? you know, which if they're in close contact with someone, they have to go home for like 10 days. Right. Whether or not they're sick or not, it's just the, the quarantine. And so, our first week of rehearsal, none of the lovers were in in, in rehearsal, 
And then I knew that we were going to get them back the, the next week. And then all of the mechanicals were right. quarantined. So I kind of just said, okay, theater gods, you win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We, we, we tried, but we just, this is impossible. Right. And because what I didn't want to do is get to show week and some kid gets quarantined. Right. And I don't care about the show. I'll do a million shows, but I didn't want that kid at home feeling like they're the reason that can't, the yeah. show. And by then, everybody's you know fully invested and bought in. Right. And I just, I just in my mind saw some kids sitting at home feeling horrible because they're the reason everybody didn't get to yeah. realize this production. So, yeah. so, um, but it, with Holden was there, and it was it was fun to work on the work. We're hosting one act this year. Yeah. And it's our first time ever because we've never had a space in which we could host. Sure. Uh, so we've got this new space and <laughs> those guys need to get ready because, you know, normally there's about 20 areas. Yeah. We have 46 areas. Oh, nice. That's good. I mean, well, I, I, well, I think people who understand, you know, that that's a lot of, you know, room for isolation right. and putting the lights right where you want them. But, um, you know, there are some directors who don't have as much technical knowledge and I, I was a little, I was like, is this, I called Tim Monroe and I said, is this too many areas? Yeah. It's 49. He's like, man, I would love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, uh, you're the wrong person to yeah, ask. Yeah. No, Tim, Tim is, Tim is the worst. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, of course you'd love this. Yeah. But will, will, will the, you know, the, the, the teacher who maybe doesn't have as much technical background, are they going to be overwhelmed by that yeah. or? Well, I, I think, I think, you know, the people that don't have that much technical background are usually lights on, lights off type people anyway so right. the amount of areas doesn't matter to them you know they, they don't look at the isolation as an opportunity they do, they look at it as, as as a stress even if you only have the the typical 15 areas or 10 areas you know so right. i i think you're fine I, I i think you can take advantage of it and you know those people that will will and uh everybody else will just lights on lights off change some color here and there you know it's fine. Right. Yeah. And you know what else is interesting is that in the old days, you know, you'd have a, a warm and a cool for every area. But every one of my fixtures is LED. Right. You so do I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, uh, do, I, do I make a sub for warms and cools or yeah. do I even need to do that because you can just do whatever you want? Yeah. Now it's all yeah. when you have the, the yeah. The, I mean, you can get me on a whole uh, spiel about this. But now that we have the advent of LEDs and each light can be whatever it wants to be, now it's all about angles. You know, it used to be before about subtractive color mixing and additive color mixing and how do you get this gel to interact with that gel and all this kind of stuff. Um, right. And angles was a thing as well. But now it's now it's all about angles. Now it's how can you get the most interesting shot um, because that light can do practically anything. So, uh, sure. you know, it's it's a there's a whole science to it, but you're in a good spot. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it is know? a good problem to have. That's good. I However, need to we did figure space. out that um, we, we did two, we did one show in there last year because it was brand new. We did a musical. And now for some reason, it's, you know, new spaces are filled with voodoo. Right. Um, neither of our catwalk DMX ports work. Interesting. So we had to run a cable and we, and we spent two hours trying to figure this out. Right, right. And so we've now called the people to come in. So we had to run the longest DMX cable yeah. from the catwalk down through the theater, back through the house, and straight into the board to, so that we could make sure that we got everything focused and right. done right. You know? Right. Uh, so that was a fun waste of two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, there, um, is there a show that you are planning on doing other than UIL or uh, like a smaller show or any sort of like showcase or anything like that? Uh, we did, uh, we did like, we filmed some scenes, we, okay. you know, the kids that, that did their thespian, um, 
you know, their IEs. Right. We had our kids do those. And whether or not kids were entering or not in our production classes, we required everyone to do a sure. thespian style. And so what we did was we picked, we cherry picked like the 10 best. And then I went back in and filmed it, you know, with like a master and coverage and setups. And then we did a, like a showcase for them. Right. Is there, what is, what is the one thing that, uh, and I've asked this of a couple people, what's the one thing right now that you could take from this past semester and, and you can include back to March, but I think we were all kind of running around like chickens with our heads cut off for those last couple of weeks, last school year. But, mm-hmm. um, this semester, now that things are kind of established and now that we're, it's the new normal, as people say, and it, my mother-in-law hates that term, but whatever, um, <laughs> the new normal, but, uh, is there something that you can take from these past couple months that you're going to keep with you that you didn't necessarily have before that uh, once everybody's vaccinated and this whole thing is eradicated, you're still going to keep this one or two, uh, these one or two things? Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but before, I never used Google Classroom before, okay. you know, I, n- never. And so now and in the spring, you know, like you said, we were all really reactive to everything. Right. right. Don't stress the kids out. Don't yeah. put too much in there. We were told that. Right now we're ninjas on it yeah uh you know i'm a ninja in google classroom i have stuff posted every day if you're if you're because you can't even really be absent anymore right because if you are absent you can check in online right which some kids are milking you know yeah uh uh, but uh so uh, google classroom i'm sure that i'll carry that with me yeah to always keep that populated right there's no such thing as a snow day anymore i mean there really wasn't much down here but you know now it's if, yeah. if it's going to flood outside, well, let's sign in on Teams or on Zoom or whatever it is, and yeah. we'll have class. There's absolutely normal. no reason to be absent anymore. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You were gone two days. You never checked in once. Yeah. Oh, oh I can do that? Yeah. Listen, nobody believes that. Yeah. <laughs> you I, didn't understand that. I have a friend. It got me got my, got me thinking yesterday. I had a friend uh, named Ratman, Ratmanny, uh, who I went to high school with, and he's an art teacher. He's a, a, a phenomenal artist, but... Uh, he took a picture. He had all of his kids. It was like the 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 bed shot or something like that, which sounds horrible for education. But um, yeah, what is that? It, it was it, it's it's innocent. It sounds horrible, but uh, it's kind of like sounds like it's it's like purple ketchup. Sounds horrible, but it tastes the same. Uh, but uh, the kids are all. It's just a picture of them all. Just they're all laying in bed with you know their uh, hoodies over their heads, or it, it, because he was tired of seeing kids just kind of like laying there. And mm-hmm. so he's like, well, if these three kids are going to do it, let's embrace it. And everybody's going to do it. He, he did it. He taught class while laying down. And so they just, they had a class while just everybody was on camera, just laying in, in, bed. in bed. Yeah. And he took a screenshot of it and it was, it was awesome. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. not, not exactly something you could put on a resume. Like I taught class while I was laying in bed with my students. Like that's not exactly. Uh... I don't know if you've heard of bed class, but that was me. <laughs> that was <all> me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It has a shirt on and a tattoo and yeah. Bed class guy. That's pretty funny. Uh, but there, there are all these kind of new ways. I have not used Google classroom. Uh, we use Schoology. Okay. So, uh, but it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's know, the same kind yeah, of thing, you know, yeah. like, it, like the, the Google form where it grades everything for yeah, you. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we are have you that kidding too. me? Yeah. yeah. And, and my kids who are AVL or like, you know, virtual tech kids, right. I tell them, I said, if you take a quiz, you get the grade immediately. If you don't like it, retake it as right. many times as you want. Right. You know, I just care that you know the stuff. I don't care, you know, that you retake it four times so you get right. the grade you want. Right. Do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's also, uh, 
you know, we've become just within a couple months, we've become even more spoiled because, because of that great element. It's like, do you want me to turn this in? No, I want you to go in the computer. Don't turn. I don't want to have to grade yeah. this by hand. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. But I will say that uh, the, the big nightmare is attendance. Yeah. I take oh, attendance yeah. 400,000 times a day. Yeah. And then I have to recheck it again the next day. Right. You know, because of the asynchronous I have, element. I, yeah. I have, I have 26 grade books. Yeah. And and ten attendance rolls. Yeah, huh. that's mm. funny. Well, I, I I just count everybody here. That's <laughs> <laughs> I just they're all here. Yeah, everybody, I know everybody gets the funding. We all know. Yeah, exactly. We all know why you why this is the way it is. We want the money. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I don't blame you. As a proud Jewish man, I'm like, let's get the money. Let's do it. Let's get the uh, money. I know how this works. Uh, that's funny. What it, what was your favorite show that you did in high school that you uh, would like to do as a teacher? Uh, in high school? Yeah. I didn't like any of them. You didn't like any of them? No. We did plays, one called On Borrowed Time. Oh. We did one called uh, Charlie's Aunt. You know that play? Uh, I do. Well, yeah, I've seen it on U, uh, on a UIL stage, so yeah, it's, the shortened you know, version. And so. then we did another one called Breaking the Prairie of Code. Because I only did three, because I only did okay. you know one X, and I didn't like any of them. Right. I would never do those shows again. Do, do you do you like and 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 you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but do you like the one act play process? I do. Okay. Okay. I do. I, th- I I like it because kids like trophies. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. sometimes they're not as intrinsically motivated yeah. as maybe you know I am just to do great work, and yeah. so um, I like I do like it. I yeah. do like it, and you know we've all been you know dumbfounded by you know results you know yeah. i remember about three years ago we did a show and in di- and in district we got first last and last right and i, I said I, I don't understand and my kid said simpson explain this i said this is not- <laughs> <laughs> hey i thought the show was great yeah uh you know and that's something i remind you know i remind them that you know listen we're not in charge of how far we advance or whatever or if we make it to state we are only uh responsible for creating a state worthy show right and then you got to get lucky and you gotta you know yeah so, um domino's gonna fall yeah i i like it did did you and you don't have to name names but that year that you got the first last last did you get your critique from one of the last last or one of or did you get it from the first do you remember, I don't even remember. okay i was gonna say because that's sometimes you know we've been in that same boat uh mm-hmm. when i was at dulles we had that same uh, a similar scenario where we got uh, low rankings from two adjudicators and one really high ranking, we got our we got our critique from the high ranking one. It didn't help <laughs> at all. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It was you know that that particular adjudicator was like, I love the show. You know, I, I here's what I loved about it. Here's some things you could work on. But I was like, no, no, no. I want that one to come over here and tell me what they didn't like so that we can right. improve. Uh, but. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's again luck of the draw, I guess. So. I'm, and I'm pre- at that one particular year. I'm pretty sure it was just that they didn't like the show. They didn't like the play. Sure. You know, sure. and and you know, people say that judges are not supposed to judge that right. way. That they're supposed to try to you know somehow ascertain what you were trying to do it's with human. the show, yeah. and then judge your uh, effectiveness with that. But they're people at the yeah. end of the day. They yeah. can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I totally get that. So yeah, because if you were uh, an adjudicator and you saw Charlie's aunt, that's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to be one hell of a good of a production of Charlie's aunt. Yeah, you might you might already walk in and be like, no, no, yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe I'll give them fourth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's good. What, what about right now? The, the, uh, one act play process, are you gearing up for kind of anything right now or, uh, we're you... gearing up for that. Um, yeah. we trade what we sort of do with Lori and I, we, we trade off who's dricks every year, you yeah. know? So like one year I'll direct fall show, she'll direct musical, I'll direct, and then I'll direct one act and then she'll do most of the time we try to do a freshman production show at the sure. end of the, at the end of the year, just cause we want to guarantee those, those freshman baby production kids right. some stage time. Uh, so she's directing this year and we have, we've got approval from it this week actually. Good. So, um, when we come back, we'll have auditions and then we'll, you know, get going. That's cool. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a show called rough magic. Okay. And there's a, and there's a lot of magic in it. At one point, the writer writes, now they appear on the torch of the Statue of Liberty. And I thought, you know, you can write that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, but I'm the guy who's going to have to, like, you know, yeah. make that happen. Yeah, right. You can just write anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You, to- you totally can. You totally can. Uh, is, has it been done before? Have you seen anything? From- I don't know. Uh, I hadn't heard of it. Lori yeah. found it. Okay. And, you know, because uh, we like to read a lot of new stuff. Um, right. for a while there we, that was sort of our hallmark we were trying to do shows that had never been you know done for one act right. before um so she found this one um i think it's really fun it's kind of like a like a like a like a comic book right it's like there's a there's Sounds a character like in the show who has the ability to bring characters from literature to life right and so she does that and then um you know adventure ensues that's cool. So, have you do you have any ideas of how you might do the Statue of Liberty effect? Not yet. No. Not yet. I'm right now. I'm trying to solve how to turn pictures that we take into comic strip like pointillism sure. images. Yeah. So I'm, that's what I'm working on right now, uh, and to to some degree of success. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll you know if it's too, if it's too hard to figure out now, I'll, I'll do it later. Right. Maybe some kid you, will figure out how to. You do need that. to you need to go watch the, the there's a, there's somewhere out there because I've watched it before. Uh, how th- how the Ghostbusters two film was made and the scene with the Statue of Liberty walking th- down uh, I don't know which avenue it was, but in Manhattan. Uh, but there's a whole scene about the Statue of Liberty and how they did this and all the all the work that it took just for that little bit. So I don't know if you were a Ghostbusters fan, but. Uh, I was. Yeah, yeah. So, so somewhere out there, there's a video of that, uh, that maybe it'll conjure get up some, the, some get inspiration. The juices going. Yeah, yeah. 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 Some Egon, you know, how did Egon figure this out? What is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> he had a lot more cheddar than me. <laughs> he did. Oh, sure. For sure. He did. Yes. RIP. Unfortunately, too soon, maybe. Uh, what, what are you drinking there? That's, that's a, is that a juice? Monster juice? It is. No, okay. it's not a juice. Oh. I don't like the juice. No. It's just the it's just the orange monster. Are you not a coffee guy? I'm not a coffee guy you're at a, all. You're an energy drink guy. I like the smell of coffee, but it tastes like burning to me. <laughs> is, that, is that a Simpsons reference? Is that okay? It's like burning. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, my frog jumped in my mouth. Um, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> do you get a lot of Simpsons references like like because of your last name? My well, I do. Okay. My kids ask me that all the time. Okay. Have you ever watched The Simpsons? Yeah. It's, you know, it's always the freshman too. It's the minor. You know? I mean, minor. You know. Yeah. Like, right. Can you get in clubs? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Do, are you a Simpsons? Do you fan? mind if I call you Homer? I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> Go right ahead. I don't care what you call me. Are, are you? Are you a like? Were you a fan? Is it does it have anything to do with your name or? 
no. no. I, no, no. Okay. I, I mean, a, li- a little bit. I think I watched some of it in college. Yeah. You know? I guess it, the... it's better than being Drake Family Guy. Like, I mean, like that right. would be that would be weird. That's a really weird last name. Yeah, it's very Norwegian. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that is a very very unique uh, last name. Why did my why, what did my family do before before uh, the 1800s that we earned the right <laughs> of Family Guy? Uh, you know, I was talking to a student yesterday, and I thought of you because this kid was uh-oh. telling me all about how much she loves wrestling. Yeah, never heard of like, it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like she told me there's something called A and W wrestling. A E W A E W. Oh, that's what she said. A E W. I said A A and W, and she just said yeah. And so she has wrestling that she told me all about dark matches. Yeah, and how she watches like four nights a week. Yeah. Um, well, five me... five if you're a real fan, but continue okay. anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well. yeah. I'll let her know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's TNA. Then, now, now, you can't, I, I mean, TNA. And then she said TNA. Yeah, I said T- TNA? Yeah, yeah TNA's that on doesn't... Tuesday. So if she was a real fan, she'd watch Monday Night Raw, Tuesday, TNA on Tuesday. She'd watch that. A- yeah. AEW Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, there's nothing on Thursday. I just realized. Well, you can you can record uh, NXT, watch that on Thursday, and then okay. SmackDown on Friday. Come on. Like I mean, TNA wrestling. TNA wrestling. It 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 stands for total nonstop action, but okay. clearly when they first, you know, this is uh, when did it start? Two thousand two or three? They started, and it was supposed to represent obviously TNA. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, but they 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 weren't getting a lot of TV deals with that, <laughs> so uh, they changed it to total nonstop action, which has has worked well for them. So uh, I was we were talking about how. I don't know. Maybe five years ago, I did this. I did that Chad Deedy show yeah. at stages, yeah. and she was. She was like, "Did you have to wrestle?" I was like, "No, no, 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 no. I was the guy in the suit, Louis Galindo, and <laughs> yeah, the and promoter, Rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those other guys. Yeah. They had to actually, yeah, wrestle. And and that Tex Lone Star guy came in and, uh, um, you know, taught them all how to beat each other up. I wish I had just... seen that in hindsight, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of stages, have you been to the new space? Have you done anything I, there yet? I haven't. Okay, I mean they they kind of opened up at a bad time because they, I mean they practically opened at the beginning of this quote unquote season and then they had to shut down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've done some of those filmed concert things. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm not yeah. the guy they go to for that. Right. Well, I don't know why. Are you a musical guy? Or like, do you can you do musicals or? I've never done a musical. You've never done a musical. Never. Done, one time I was cast in a musical and it was a production of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. And I played like the main lady's assistant. Okay. And I went in to work on my song. Of course, you know, this musical set like in 1930, yeah. whatever. And I went in to work on my song and it just, you know, I got a call that night that said, we're going to rewrite your song <laughs> as a rap. And I said, you, you want to make this song the 30s. in 1934 <laughs> as a rap? She said, yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm just not the guy. And it's okay. Yeah. You, why don't you just get the guy who can do this show? Yeah. I'm not that guy, and it's okay. I'm fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to come up there and rap. <laughs> in a 30s uh, style. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. yeah. not going to happen. Have you been in a show with your wife, with Ivy? I have been in... Yes. I've okay. been in two we, two shows uh, with the Horsehead. Okay. Uh, when, when, when we were doing that. And then we found out when we were doing that show that in, like in 2002, we were in, um, she was convinced that she'd see me in Midsummer at the alley. Okay. And I said, I never did Midsummer at the yeah. alley. 
And then we came to realize that we were in the company the same year Ah. and just, you know, didn't know it because for whatever reason, didn't have any scenes together. Sure. Uh, It's a big company, you know? Yeah. But apparently she had come to a party at my house and I didn't even know that. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. My wife and I, we, we met in a wedding. So, uh, you know, it took us four years to start dating uh, just because we were just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And, uh, and then, and then you start to, you know, stars align somewhere and, you know, uh, you you realize, Oh, we, we have met each other, seen each other. Uh, it's pretty funny. I, I have a, I have a teacher friend that just posted online that she, she's engaged. She's getting married in less than a month now, but that, that the, the man she's marrying, uh, said to her that she really, or he really liked this performance or really liked her in something years ago. This was like a year before they even started dating, and they just realized that that was that 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 they're they were the same people. Um, like they were telling that story to each other, and they're like, "Wait, that was you? That was uh, you? Yeah." So you know, it's crazy yeah. how that stuff works out. Yeah. Um, and in fact, when I remet Ivy, um, we were casting a show with Horsehead, and I wanted to go with someone else, but uh, all the guys wanted to go with her. Yeah, she's yeah, she's a hell of a talent, but. How uh, how much fun was Horsehead to do? Because I know you guys did some crazy stuff, and uh, maybe that goes along with what you said a few minutes ago about at your school you like to do work that ha- for UIL that hasn't ever been done. Um, is that just something that's kind of always been one of your things? Because Horsehead also did a lot of that sort of uh, innovative well, style. Well, when we, when we founded Horsehead, uh, part of our mission was um, it was you know you, you have to sort of try to find your niche in yeah. a market. And one of the things that we were determined to never do is a show that had been done in Houston before, Uh, because there are other companies that do that and do that well, you know? Um, So that was, and so I've sort of adopted that for, um, you know, our school shows. Now, last year we were going to do a show that had been done before, uh, but, uh, but, but we didn't end up, um, you know, at all. The dumpster fire happened. Do you, do you have an outlet now, uh, uh, now that Horsehead is has kind of vanished away, and it's still talked about. I mean, there's still a lot of, especially Houston people that have been around for at least you know 15 years, uh, right. highly respect the work that you guys did with Horsehead. Um, is there is that? Do you have a an outlet, a way to kind of get that same release out that you had for those years with Horsehead? Uh, I mean, I still act, uh, but you know, Horsehead was, ooh, it was a lot of work yeah. because we were yeah. the guys doing everything, you yeah. know. Uh, everything. Uh, we did one show called Among the Thugs that we had to do uh, in the basement of some building downtown. And every night we had to set up and tear down. Uh-huh. And it was moving lights. Yeah. And it was it, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but when we would get to like uh, Tech Week, uh, Kevin would say, now stop helping us and put your actor hat back on. Right. You know, because I had to sort of, you know, focus on that but i still do uh, i did a show this year with fourth wall okay uh we did uh, the realistic joneses okay so i usually do a show a year maybe two it depends right. you know do your students come and see you they have yeah. they have they yeah. came and saw they i don't think any, any of them saw the last show i was in but they came and saw they saw me in true west yeah. over there uh do they treat you like your son do they do they yell out from the rafters <laughs> <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> uh, 
No, they don't. <laughs> okay, no. good. You've trained I them still, well. I, I still have the grade book. I'm still in charge of the grade book. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just you can give them the look like while you're on stage, you know, like, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, no, you, I'm still I'm still the boss. Like, leave me alone. Right. I might be in And it's fun for them to come, you know, um, and it, I think it, it, it helps to give a little bit more credibility to what I say to them when right. I say things to them. Um, right. It's not necessary, but it, I think it helps, and right. it certainly helps me. I think for me, I, I it, it really helps me to continue to work, uh, right. just to keep my juices going. Also, to expose myself to literature that maybe I wouldn't, you know, otherwise come across, right. um, just in the in the, in the teaching world. Uh, but um, yeah, and you do a pretty good job of balancing because that's three different worlds that you have. You have uh, father, director, actor. Uh, and you do a pretty good job of balancing all three and kind of knowing when the right time is to, to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, do you have any advice for those people out there? Cause I, I mean, I know some people that are uh, starting to dive into one of those three options uh, and adding it to their repertoire uh, as a, as a dad director and still, you know, active in the professional world. Do you have any advice for those people that are about to dive in and, 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 and live that lifestyle? Well, if you're all three of those things, you have to have a good partner. You have to have somebody, um, uh, with, and it further complicates it if that partner does the same thing, right. like, like, like mine does. <laughs> right. So we have to, you know, when we get offers, we have to balance the schedule. Well, are you going to do a show now? Or am I going to do a show now? Who's going to be with the five-year-old? He's in the car in the parking lot. Right. Yeah, fine. he's good. He's, he's good. Windows down. He's got his, <laughs> he's got his iPad. He's fine. Uh, uh, you, you have to have a good partner and you have to have a plan. Um, so when I'm offered things, I say, uh, you know, if, if I like the, 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 the show, because one of the good things about being a teacher and having another gig as well is that I can be really picky about what I do. And so I am. Uh, uh, so you just got to have a plan and you got to have, if you are all those three things, you got to have a partner that you can, that can help you make it all happen. Minor wisdom.